Thanks again for listening to the Park Hills podcast. If you want more info on what we're doing, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. Alex, how are you today? I'm doing great today. How are you, Pastor Chris? I'm doing so great, Pastor Alex. Sorry, lead Pastor Chris, your Royal Highness. I don't don't know that you're allowed to say that or should say that. I don't know how you feel about the title thing, but I I get a little weird about it sometimes when people are like, Pastor Chris, I'm like, I appreciate that you want to give me some esteem, but I'm just a guy like you, unless it's a lady saying that to me, then I'm not like her. (laughs) See, I grew up having to call pastors, pastor last name. Oh, like that was very important in Pastor our Eunice. in our culture, yeah. But also, like all my friends were, you know, Mister This and Mrs. That. But I think culture is kind of away from that because, like, my kids call all of my friends Mister First Name. Mm. So, and nobody, I don't, I don't know. That there's a single person out there that calls me Mister Eunice. I can't think of anybody that calls me Mister Stugenberg either. Yeah. So. Oh well. So this episode, what we wanted to do a little bit, you know, you are our, our campus pastor for the Freeport campus. Correct. You are also wildly passionate about life groups. Oh, yeah. I think if if I've enjoyed any amount of conversations with you, which I've enjoyed a bunch of conversations with you, but oh, the, the ones that you are most like giddy to talk to me about are either some biblical thing that either is archaeological or something you learned one time that you just want to teach other people, which I love that about your heart or life groups. Yeah. That's that's pretty much true. Yeah. Which I'm totally for. So what we wanted to do here was just talk a little bit about some of what makes some of our life groups different because perhaps, you know, we're, we're nearing the end of session one, maybe session one, you thought, I love my group. I love what I'm doing, but it, you know, maybe I want to do something else or, you're thinking about session two and three going, what What else could I do? Or maybe you're about to launch a group and you're wondering, how do I do that? What do I do? And so we thought we'd spend a few minutes here just talking about what some of our groups use, yeah, what they do. Yeah. And I would say ideally life groups are designed for long-term relationships. So I wouldn't want anyone to jump out of a group just because like, oh yeah, we did this study and that group's doing a study I like better because the studies right. are going to change. You know, some of the things, if you're not feeling a good fit, that's fine. Come talk to me. But I think what's where this is really going to help people is people that aren't in groups or are considering joining a group or considering being a part of a launch can kind of hear some of the things that different groups do and exactly. say like, hey, there's a place for me there because our life groups, it's, it's the method of our ministry. There's a space for everyone, everybody. We would love... I mean, we say it this way because I think it's true. You're not really getting the full Park Hills experience if you're not in a life group mm-hmm. in a group of some kind learning and studying with them. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about some of our different groups, what they look like, things that they do. Uh, Chris, you've been really involved in one group, and that's called our, our YAM group. But actually, before we jump into that, I'll just, just say this one little thing. Um, what I love about our groups is each one is unique in the sense that each group has its own personality. What one group is doing is different than another. We don't, 
we're not trying to create a system here where every group has to fit a certain mold and look exactly the same way. These are opportunities for discipleship mm-hmm. in the way that, you know, where people are at in their faith, where they're at in their overall maturity, uh, stage of life, things like that. All those will influence what is your next step in your faith, what's helpful to you. And so each group has its own personality. And hopefully what this discussion will do is kind of bring out some of those personalities so that you can say, hey, that that fits my personality of how I would be in a group. I would love to be a part of that. Totally. So we're going to look at a bunch of different groups. Our young adults groups, uh, we call YAM, Young Adult Ministry, has a very specific and it has a unique personality. And Chris, you've been a big part of that. So tell us a little bit about the personality of our young adults group. Yeah. So the young adult group serves a couple different purposes. One part of it is, I don't know if you've experienced this over the life of your ministry, but I know I have being a youth pastor, kids graduate from high school and they feel like they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Which just as a youth pastor used to annoy me like crazy, Mm -hmm. but anyway, well, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. It annoys me too. So one of our goals is to kind of create a, a bridge ministry that connects what senior high ministry was to the church at large. So whereas youth group might be, you know, a game, some worship, a lesson in, in groups, which is what we, right. that's pretty much the basic of it. What we do for the YAM group is we, we do worship, but we start to implement the four engines of of ministry here. So I want to spend some time in community for the first 25, 30 minutes of, of the, the time together. Uh, sometimes, you know, like this last week, Bishop started us 15 minutes early and that's fine. We sang yeah. some songs, but we all gave him a hard time about, we didn't get enough community time. So mm-hmm. we want to spend some time in community. Then we want to spend some time in content. So we're going to study something and I'll get to that in just a second, what we do specifically for this group. But then we also, we want to still incorporate that worship piece because if youth group has some time for singing, not every group is going to be able to do that, but it, it's a nice bridge for the young adults to still be able to express themselves through yeah. song. Uh, so we have actually a time for singing, and then we we are looking at various possibilities, and we take part in various service projects throughout. So on a typical night, what we'll do is we'll hang out for a little while, then we sing for a little while and pray with each other, that kind of thing. So it's worship, various facets of worship, singing, prayer, that kind of thing. And then we unpack uh, something for content, and we're looking at sometimes a scripture. Uh, most weeks, what the group is doing is they're using our disciple questions that come out on a Sunday morning, right? So if you've noticed, yep. if you're a part of our newsletter feed, you, you're getting these. Every single week, we take the sermon that's going to be preached, and your staff sit and talk about what would be really good challenging questions for people to answer or, or talk about with the passage. And so we create these disciple-making questions, and then what our YAM group does is uses those to actually interact. So they'll open up the word together. They'll pray about it. They'll talk about it. uh, They'll answer the questions. They'll dig in together, which is great. Once a month, because I'm a little weird. And Mm -hmm. also back to what I was saying with the content with young adults, we want to create this bridge. One of the things that I want to create is a space where they feel like they can ask questions that they don't feel like they can ask in church. So once a month, I do some type of presentation that usually takes on either a major cultural issue or some major questions in the church. You know, we've talked everything from what do you do with the sexual ethic in our culture today versus what the church believes and why is the church so fuddy-duddy? And I really attack that and talk about it a little bit and dig into it. Uh, We might talk about, you know, one of the lessons I taught a few months ago was 1 Timothy 4.12. We love the first part of that. Don't let others look down on you because you're young. Right. Yeah. We love that part. 
we don't necessarily love the last part, which is set an example for them in all of these areas. So I use those two things to sort of show them this is what the church is and why we ask this of us. And so, like I said, the goal is to bridge that gap between youth messages that are really directed at youth to becoming adults in the church. And so the fact that we're practicing the group element, the fact that we're studying content, community, worship, my goal also, the last goal that I have here is that they get comfortable with this group so that when they're ready to jump into a life group like yours or somebody else's, let's say they got married and they want to jump into your life group, then they just they can move on and they, they feel more comfortable. They feel like they fit in better. So that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. And I love that term a, a bridge group because yeah, it, it kind of like what you were saying, it, it would annoy me when students would graduate high school and then they'd say, there's nothing here right. for me. And I'm like, no, everything is here for you now. Like when you were in youth group, we had one program and you were a part of the youth group. But now that you're an adult, you can serve in all these different ministries. You can join the worship team. You can be at men's ministry breakfast. You can be at women's ministry. Um, mm-hmm. They, you know, the different Bible studies or things that they're doing. All these things are open to you, but they don't, but they're like, there's often this idea that, no, I want basically graduated youth group. But then they're that in that for four years. And then when graduated youth group comes to an end, then they say, well, now what's here for me? And you're like, no, still everything is here for you. Right. But instead, if we see that as a bridge, like let's help bring you up to speed to transition you into, okay, what does it look like to be in a life group? You've kind of been in a, a incubator life group that now we're going to send you in. I, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It, it works. It works. And we've actually seen a bunch of folks jump into actual life groups. Right. And a bunch of them are in yours at this yeah. point, which is really great. So I don't know that we're doing it perfectly, but that's part of the reason why we created the Yamcast, that that other podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the fact that we do the group this way, really that's our goal is to just keep hanging on to folks. So if you're 18 to 25 and you're thinking, this church has nothing for me, they don't care about my opinion, they don't want me to be here. It's not true. Jump Join into Yam. You'll enjoy it. Join it. It's a good life group. But what do some of our other life groups do? This is where I toss it to you and let you just nerd out on life group yeah, yeah. talk. So. Yeah, so we have a total of 13 life groups. So I'm not going to go through and kind of give the big description of each one similar to like what you've done with Yem, but uh, give you just some general ideas. So we have, um, and then at the end, I'll, I'll dream a little bit with you if that's all right. Mm-hmm. So we have some life groups. All what, what makes a group a life group is what you were saying, a group of people meeting together, doing discipleship. And we define discipleship as hitting those those four vehicles worship, content, community, and service. Yep. And they're not like you have to do all of those in equal measure, but those four things, when you're doing those four things together, you are uh, you are holistically discipling and driving toward the end goal, which is our DDP. So you see how all the, all the pieces fit together here. These are all intentional steps that we're taking. These aren't just, you know, discombobulated things like, oh, we talk about discipleship here and here. So, right. So those four things are what makes a group a life group. Now, like I said, each group has its own personality and its own thing. So we have a couple of life groups that are young family groups. So these, and and most of our life groups are centered on age and stage, although I'd love for them to, for there to be options, not that, and we have a few options. Most of them are centered on age and stage because there's an affinity there that's helpful in building relationships and building long-term friendships that, that, you know, 
disciple making is relationships. So we have a couple. So I, I for example, lead one uh, that meets on Tuesday nights. Craig and my wife and I, Craig and Kylie Pauls do one on Friday nights. Uh, really similar groups. Uh, each of our groups, we rotate what we're discussing. So like my group right now is doing, we're going through First Peter for this session. Um, I just talked with Craig yesterday and they're, they, what did they do? I can't remember what he said, but they're, they've done like in and out of video series, sure. uh, you know, sharing leadership around. They've done or, apologetics. Yep. Yeah. So in, in Bible studies, book studies, um, we actually, my group is a plant off of Craig's group. So mm-hmm. Craig's group rocking and rolling. We were a part of it and we said, Hey, this is really great. This is contagious. We're going to plant a group. And actually my group now is working on a separate plant from us too, because what, what we're seeing is this type of ministry, especially for our, for my, uh, demographic is contagious. Mm-hmm. This is really cool that people are wanting to engage in this way. And this is where we're headed as a church, that the method of our ministry is these life groups, these mm-hmm. relational gatherings together. And people want that and they desire that and they want to be discipled in that way. And they want to gather to do it across all demographics, but it's really picking up right now in the the young uh, young to middle age, like the, sure. the picking up where Yam, Yam takes you to maybe 25-ish and, you know, this demographic of 25 to mid-40s, you know, so maybe that, that 20-ish years, mm-hmm. that generation. Um, Which what's crazy is that's actually what made Park Hills great. We just didn't call them life groups at the time. Yeah. So what we hear about when we talk about how this church started, it was a bunch of 20, 30, 40-year-olds who all just loved hanging out with each other. It started as one prayer group and then eventually became multiple prayer groups who each of those groups did their own thing. So I've heard of groups that went camping every single weekend in the summertime, or they they served together in the student ministry or the youth ministry or, or sorry, right. children's ministry. So I've heard about like the way things used to be was basically a bunch of really passionate 20 to 40 year olds who gave faithfully to the church, consistently served and gave their time, their effort, whatever, their ministry experience and learned that some of them didn't know what they were doing and they just did this, but then they, they did it in, in such a community that they just gathered all the time together. They just didn't call it a life group and it wasn't a formal thing. Whereas we're trying to look at this as a little more formal. Yeah. And I, I think I would add to that. Then they passed that on. And that's what we're Mm -hmm. seeing now that there was a generation of very faithful people, but you see this in churches where they do that. They're very faithful, love God, love ministry. And then they get to, they get moving into the older generation, but they don't pass it on. And so that's how church, that's the recipe for church death, that there's, there's a incline and then a decline of that, that passionate group of people goes from twenties to forties into 60s to 80s and the church kind of peters out yep but what we've seen in in our church is that faithful generation has now passed that on and empowered and now there's a new generation being raised up and is passionate and excited about it so so we've got a couple life groups in that demographic uh we're looking at having three now uh, each one of them does something different with childcare, which is crazy it's something that we get to deal with because my life group has more kids than adults in it and so it's super fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, each one kind of wrestles through what that looks like. Um, and I, yeah, I would even say like we, we have a, a fourth one that kind of fits that as well. The uh, Aaron and Amanda Caney lead a group mm-hmm. that, they, that they've been doing. Their, their groups, um, 
they meet every other Thursday and rotate around in different homes and things like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, similar similar group here, group of people who are in that in that demographic. They are um, loving Jesus and gathering together, and and they're they're passionate about about the word. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a book study right now, or they were this last session. Uh, yeah, so just just a really great group that has a a deep deep connection with each other. Like this group loves to go deep, and I I love that about them. So. Uh, and what you're describing in each of those groups, what people don't see is those groups are helping each other raise each other's kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the conversations that are happening outside of the life group time, right? You guys meet almost every one of those is once a week or once every other week. Right, right. But the conversation you guys are having through text message or hanging out at each other's houses later on in the weekend, or I, I know that some of those groups have helped each other move or have, you know, yeah. Hey, can you take care of my kids? I've got a sick kid. I need someone to take care of it. It's, it's amazing watching life get lived by these groups. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool ministry that each one of them is doing. And, and like I said, with the personality thing, each in their own unique way. Like I think of how Aaron and Amanda's group is my group, uh, Craig's group and the group that we're hoping to plant. Like each one looks very different. Mm-hmm. But it's super cool. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so that's kind of our our younger to to middling age groups. We have some groups that hit more like the middle age groups, like um, Rich and Mel lead a group, and then mm-hmm. Bo launched a, a new group this year, which is super cool. Uh, both those both those groups. Uh, Bo planted a group, you know, started with all new people, and and he's he's loving that, and, and that group is going really well. And then um, Rich and Mel have a nice large group that's that's really cool um yeah they're i think they're doing a study right now in scripture that rich writes i think he writes there yes or sometimes they jump out and do those discipleship questions okay if he if he likes the questions a lot that's a lot of pressure <laughs> on me but thank you rich do you like um, <laughs> yeah so th- those two groups rock and roll and then we have um a number of groups that are uh, how do we say this politely? The, the mature couples, the well-seasoned <laughs> couples and singles. Um, the heart of Park Hills. Yeah. They're the ones that made this church what it is. Yeah. That's how I would and, <laughs> and most of these groups are a lot of couples, but a lot of them have lots of singles in them too. So mm-hmm. I think I think that this is kind of a side note, but sometimes we, as a church, like a lot of our ministries are geared toward couples. What I, what I love about life groups is they're for singles as well like mm-hmm. you don't like my my group has a number of single people in it that um that's that's totally fine like not everything we talk about is is married or kids you know right. we, we've got a mix of everything i'd say about half or two-thirds of our group is married with kids but then there's some married no kids and then there's some not married couples in there or not married couples not married people in there as well <laughs> um yeah so just thinking of some of our leaders for some of our older groups Stephen kathleen glaze lead a group on sunday nights uh they're doing sermon series right now uh larry and carol elliott do a group they're doing sunday morning series as well they meet midweek um dale and mary lou minor and then gary and leanne ross lead a group uh that meets actually sunday afternoon this is a cool group if you're like man we would we just love to stick around on sunday uh they meet in the church like after second service like they come upstairs to one of the classrooms. Um, and then uh, Stan and Myrna Buttle lead a group that meets every other week 
uh, here in town on Wednesday nights, and they um, they're doing a Max Lucado book right now. I think they're it's like a two part book, or I think even Stan said it was a three part book. So they're working on working through part one of the book this year. Um, yeah, so you can see that there's just there's just a lot of options here, a lot of great people, a lot of great Peter, people who who love Jesus, love His Word, and want to be a part of discipling others. So they're they're pouring into them um, in that way. So those those are all of our groups that have more of a age and stage feel to them. We because each group is different and. Um, each group has its own personality. We don't want all our groups just to be age and stage, right? We don't want to be like, hey, you are this old, you need to be in this group, or you have this many kids. And so we, we have some unique groups that, that I really love. Um, I want to talk about both of those now. Oh, I, I, I missed one in our our, um, our seniors group. Dale and Sue Caney lead a group as well, and they're, they're rotating home. They, they're really cool. They've got a lot of really – seasoned mature disciples in their group so they actually rotate leadership um man asking these guys who was the leader of the group everybody pointed at everybody else oh they're they're the leaders they're the leaders and it's just like you guys, you guys are all like <laughs> leading this group which is great it's just wonderful and they uh um so they're all engaged so well when i'm like hey what's going on they're like oh we got to talk to you it's so cool uh so just some some great maturity in, in dale and sue's so I missed them as I was flipping through my list because we have 13. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Yeah. So so then we have these two other groups that are, are family groups. So family groups are groups that um, include parents and children uh, and sometimes grandparents and parents and children and sometimes singles are involved in them too. Uh, again, any, any group is a life group if it's doing these four things. So uh, we have a group that's been meeting for a while that uh, – uh, Brian and Sally Bennett lead. Um, they do a multi-generational discussion on the Word of God. They're they're a little bit more apologetics focused, which is which is really cool. They're saying how can we look at God's Word and understand our world and, and trust God's Word. And um, everything I hear from this group is just super super cool. And then I hear people all the time who are like, yeah, we're going to that group and, and we're loving it. Um, I just had a conversation with someone. They're like, yeah, I love that I can take my whole family there and we learn together as a family. So that's, that's just a super cool group that meets on, on, um, every other Saturday night. And I'm, I'm really excited about this group. I'm excited about families being together. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about the content. Um, yeah, it's, that's just a super cool group, but, it, but it's, it's unique. Like we want to have different things available when you have, um, you know, a group that can meet as, as families. So that we have that family small group. And then we have another family small group. Uh, this is a new one as well that Chris and Michelle Brennan are leading. Uh, we, they call this M and M's. And this was a, the brainchild of Michelle, uh, a group of parents or caregivers with their children, specifically like middle high school children um and they have they have their m's that they call it they have uh moments together they have a mini date with their child they memorize scripture they mingle together they uh this group provides motivation to grow deeper and it provides fun memories so that's why they call it m&ms i mean it's just it's cool how michelle's mind worked to bring this all together uh they focus on on parents uh being with their children and uh, memorizing scripture together and then 
building relationships with each other. So it's really like it's a it's a setup a design so that parents can specifically be discipling their children in this setting where they can encourage one another and do it alongside each other. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, really cool. So again, every group is unique. This group has a different schedule. So a lot of our our groups meet either weekly on a given night or every other week. They have uh, a just a set schedule. They usually do Monday nights. I think they've done all Monday nights this session, but it's not like every other Monday and it's not like every every Monday. They just fit the, the Mondays that work. And uh, so if you're interested in this group, um, you know, just connect with me and I'll get you connected with Michelle and you can kind of see, you know, like they just say, Hey, this is our schedule, but it, it's cool. I just, I appreciate the idea that like uh, a group, a life group doesn't have to fit a mold. You don't have to study these things. You don't have to meet at these times. You right. don't have to be these things. If you're doing discipleship as, as we're defining discipleship, you're a life group. And M&M's was, it was just, 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 Hey, let's start this thing. Let's do it new. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I said I wasn't going to run through all 13, but I ended up doing that anyway. Okay. We're good. It just fit. Um, so that's kind of our our current life groups. If one of those struck a chord with you and you're like, man, I'm really interested in that, let me know. You know, shoot me an email, call me, a text. Uh, I, I run around the lobby all Sunday morning. Um, you can usually catch me doing something in the lobby. Come come talk to me, especially session two is the way, the way we we do our life groups. We have them set up as we have a session. We have three sessions a year with a little bit of break time. And the beginning of the session is the time to jump in. You want to jump in. We have that three times a year. So it's not like you have to wait a long time to join a group. Mm-hmm. Best time to jump in is at a session. We're winding down session one right now. We take a little bit of break for the holidays because things kind of get crazy. Beginning of January, session two is going to be coming up. So if you're interested in jumping in, you know, let me know. Let me know session two. Yeah. And whether that's to start a group or jump into one of those groups or whatever. Yeah. There's lots of possibilities there. Yeah. Can I, so can I dream for a minute here? Yeah. So here I want to just throw out some dreams because maybe one of these will strike a chord with you. We're working on a, on an idea for a Wednesday night parent group for people that bring their kids to Awana that we, I would love to have, and, and I'm, I'm in talks with some people already, but if, if you're like, man, I would love to be a part of that. I'm interested in taking my kids to Awana, but then going to a life group that I don't have to go somewhere else. We can go somewhere either in the building or maybe it would be nearby. Awana does take up like every meeting space here. Um, but I can, I can go to this group and there's like, the built-in childcare, but I'm also interacting with other parents that are bringing their kids to Awana. We're, we're building that group and hoping that a session two launch can happen. If you're interested in being a part of that, please let me know. That's going to be a cool group. Another idea that I'm thinking through is an online life group. Um, uh, this group would be unique in the way it functions. It would function a little bit differently, but I realize that there are a lot of people who can't get out often or that's just for whatever reason there's there's maybe physical limitations there or uh uh inability to to travel to other groups or spaces i we're torn toying around with this idea of what if we created a life group that only met online that connected online and the the way it would look would be different because you probably wouldn't have like you know my current life group we do 30 minutes of mingle time a little bit of icebreaker and then discussion and prayer 
Uh, you probably wouldn't do 30 minutes of mingle time online with like 20 people. You can't really mingle 20 people in the group. So what would it look like? It, it would probably be a lot more focused on, on prayer and care and sharing with a lesson time built into it. So I, I would love to see that. I think there's a need for it. I know that there's a few places where I could go to say like, hey, yeah, we're going to launch this. But if, if that strikes a chord with you and you're like, man, I'd really be interested in this online life group, whether leading it or just being a part of it or helping get it launched, let me know. That Those are kind of the two life groups that we're working on right now, as well as we have a few other plant ideas that are floating around um, for, for our different ages and stages. But those two would be, um, I was going to say a little bit unique, but that's, that doesn't make sense. You're either unique or you're not. You're one of, um, but those, those would be some unique experiences as well as kind of what we currently have. So let me know. Love to have a conversation with you about that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're just looking, you know, real quick as a, I don't know if I'm going to say this is my dream, but there's, there's a couple of ways, even if you're thinking, I, I don't know if I want to jump into a life group yet. That's where, there's a couple of men's and women's Bible studies that might be a great place to jump in. But our goal is for you to start there and then move into a life group. Really, that's the goal. Or if you're suffering through a loss right now and you're thinking, I really need to talk to somebody about this and work through some material and find out I'm not alone. We have a group called Grief Share for that same reason. So, And we'd love to talk to you about that and connect you with them. They meet on Thursday nights weekly for periods of 13 weeks at a time and, and work through their their material which is nationally vetted and really, really good. It's just good stuff yeah. and it yep. really is helpful. So if any of these things click with you right now and you're going, man, I just, I just need to dive in next or I've got these things that I'm trying to work through. How do I do this? That's where you need to talk to our campus pastor and he'll hook you up. Love to have the conversation with you. Any last words, Alex? That's it. Praying for you guys. Love you. Thanks for listening. 